and the podcasts and all that sort of thing. Uh, so we'll we'll just pretend everything is perfect, right? And uh, joining me live this morning, Carl. Carl Blaylock. Good morning. Morning. Welcome, man. All right. Well, this is the seventh day of August. I already mentioned that. And uh, let's let's look at some historical things, right? As we often do. By the way, let, let me just jump in here. Um, this week we have uh, guests on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. George Wood will be with us tomorrow from an organization known as Athens County Sponsors Circle. So we'll all learn about that together. On Wednesday, Passion Works, right? Patty Mitchell, the executive director, and from my point of view, I think she was the founder of Passion Works in their studio and everything. So that'll be on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, the History Center and uh, its director, is, I think that's her title, Jessica Sider will be in. And she's a, a lively character. Okay, what's going on there? Hey. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Our engineers are working and working and working uh, because this lightning storm that occurred uh, early this morning really wreaked some havoc on, uh, I don't know, both electric and uh, telephone lines and uh, microwaves and transmitters and everything. Um Let's see here. Carl's writing something down. Uh, da, 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 da. Off air until... What's that say? AP gets there. AP. Probably, probably a bigger engineer with it. I think the... Oh, the power. Power company, probably. AEP. AEP, probably, okay. yeah. So, um, so there's no... Power at our site, I guess. That is well, must too. be. Must I mean, be. I wouldn't be surprised. It was a heck of a storm this morning. I know I woke up in the middle of it, and I mean, it was nonstop lightning, thunder, hail going up against the window. Kind really? of was surprised. Yeah, kind of surprised it wasn't storming. Uh, I know uh, talking with Porterhouse this morning, he was thinking that he. Uh, there might have been some sort of microburst or something over where he lived, over by Jackson. I mean, it was a it was a strong, strong storm. I was really surprised it wasn't warned. Yeah, it sure was warned on my computers. We got all sorts of notices, and um, but getting a notice and then having time to respond to it those are two different things, of course. But, um, yeah, this morning when I uh, started looking through things, there were a number of notices um, of, of um, they were concerned about the weather. All right. Well, in any case, folks, um, so um, this week, George Wood tomorrow, Patty Mitchell on Wednesday, and Jessica Sider on Thursday. All right. Well, let's uh, get back to our historical events. And uh, when Don's here, he helps me. When Carl's here, he helps me. So uh, jump in anytime, man. All right. So in terms of historical events, the first one to be noticed or listed is uh, in the year 1461, when on this very date of August 7th, the Ming Dynasty Chinese military general 
Saukin. Saukin. Yeah, that sounds about right. Cal C A U Q I N. However, you might pronounce that. Anyway, stages a coup against the uh, Tianjin Emperor. You know, I'm. This is a little early to say this, but I'm so glad I'm not a historian. <laughs> Particularly when I go through these uh, events um, when we have a free for all. All right. On this date, but the year 1714, the Battle of Gangut. 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 See what I mean? Anyway, they go on to say the first important victory of the Russian Navy during the Great Northern War against Sweden. 1933. On this date, the Iraqi government slaughters over 3,000 Assyrians. That in the village of Sumail. Sumail, Sumail, something like that. S-U-M-A-I-L. And... As a result, the day becomes known as the Assyrian Martyrs' Day. On this date in 1955, Tokyo Telecommunications Engineering, the precursor to Sony, begins selling its first transistors, uh, the transistor radios, in Japan. 1955. I I was really surprised that... uh Sony was only around uh, since 1955. Yeah, yeah. I, fi- I figured they'd been around a lot, a lot later. I know Samsung was around from like the 1800s. I figured Sony was too. I didn't know that about Samsung. Yeah, they. Uh, I forget what they made before. I think they started with telegraphs, and then they moved to refrigerators and such appliances. Really? Well, in any case, I do remember uh, some of the early days of Sony. And um, I've kind of respected it ever since. All right, going on. Uh, On this very date in 1990, the United States deploys troops to Saudi Arabia. And that was the beginning of what we later uh, named Operation Desert Shield. Yeah. All right, well, let's see here. As is customary, a few famous birthdays. Um, okay. Did you know um, this guy, this first one? Uh, Constantinus II? Yeah. Uh, Wasn't he in your fraternity or something? I'm not in a fraternity. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. Well, never mind. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm joking around here. Constantinus, Constant, Constantius. I did get to say it right. The, th- the second we're so far back that uh, the, the picture we have here is that of some sort of granite statue. Anyway, born on this date in 317 A.D. He didn't live very long. He died in 361 A.D. So what, 40, maybe 40 years or so. What? Uh, give me a highlight on him. What's uh, what's his thing? Well, right before him, Constantinus the first was like the first uh, Roman Empire to kind of be sympathetic towards Christians, and that kind of continued under Constantinus the uh, second. He banned pagan sacrifices, uh, and he also uh, issued laws against Jews. Not exactly the best. Uh, 
had some military campaigns against Germanic tribes, which were successful. Uh, so, so he did a good know. thing. He also did a bad thing. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Manahari. Uh, Dutch exotic dancer, uh, convicted of being a spy for Germany in World War One, executed by firing squad oh, in dear. France. Yeah, mercy. Well, she was born on this date in 1876, and she was executed, as we just heard, in 1917. And we do have a, a photograph here. An exotic dancer. Yeah, I think she was kind of attractive. Okay, two more famous thirth- birthdays to share. Um, Louis Leakey, is that how it's? Yeah. Okay, so he was born in 1903 on this date. He died in 1972. Louis Leakey, I think, is how it's pronounced. What do we have on Mr. Leakey? Uh, Leakey was a prominent paleoarthropologist. No, uh, let's see here. I'm going to need your help. Paleo Paleoarthropologist. Okay, what is that? Uh, basically interested in fossils and how humans evolved, how the fossils and everything evolved, and he can tell that from okay. One of my grandsons else. is really into that. Now that I but I didn't know the proper term. Yeah, he he was uh, important in demonstrating that humans evolved in Africa, uh, uh, specifically through discoveries made at the Odavali Gorge. Hmm. So he had a uh, yeah. He he also found stone tools, uh, several extinct vertebrates. Um, and uh, he found one of the few. Uh, fossil and actually the first fossil ape skull. Uh, it was a 25 million year old uh, prone console primate. Wow. All right, and uh, the last of our famous birthdays for this date is uh, Nathaniel Green, and there's an E on the end of that. Um, so, like the color green plus an E. Okay. Born on this date in 1742, died in 1786. Not a real long life. No, but uh, he was uh, able to do a good amount. Uh, famous uh, Revolutionary War general. So, Okay. Um, two famous deaths um, are listed today. I'm sure there were many more, but Henry IV. Okay, now, Henry V, I am, I am, you know, that song and everything. But, um, no, this is Henry IV, and he was born in 1050. He died on this date in 1106, so six, uh, 56 years of age. Henry IV, anything there? Uh, he uh, has a play about him. Oh, yeah? Uh, by Shakespeare, yes. Uh, so... Uh, he was, let's see, son of Edward III, uh, known as Henry Bolingbroke. Bolingbroke? Bolingbroke, because he was born at Bolingbroke uh, Castle. Okay. And uh, he kind of had a rough relationship with Richard I, 
and uh, sat under a lot of rebellions as well uh, before finally dying of a uh, skin disease. Hmm. All right. Um, in the last um, that we have posted here, who passed on this date, but in the year 1941, is Rabindranath Tagore. I don't know if I said that well enough or not, but he was born initially in 1861. Then, as I said, died in on this date in 1941, so 80 years of age. He, he was a poet and actually a composer. He wrote the national anthems for both India and Bangladesh. Wow. Well, that's kind of unique. Okay, now, the Matahari, right? Uh, we've... Um, I've certainly heard her listed as being a spy. And, um, let's see, the glamorous World War I double agent who was executed in 1917, and we talked about this a few minutes ago. They go on to say has recently been reassessed in the light of new evidence. So uh, was she a spy or not? Um, and, and some of the newer stuff. Oh, I just looked up and um, Carl had to leave the uh, room for a minute. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, some of the new stuff is now questioning whether indeed she was a spy. Let's see here. What else do we have? Oh, I guess that's good. So on this day, those are different historical things. Um, it has been uh, fun for me at least, but I'm a soccer nut. Um, to watch the U.S. women's national soccer team uh, on television. And, um, but this weekend they, they exit. They lost. Um, now, let me mention that the World Cup is held how often? Uh, every four years. Right. That's true for men. It's true for women. Um, and in the last, let's see, let's go uh, three times four is um, 12, right? <laughs> I think that's right. Uh, I'm so tired. Anyway, um, the U.S. has the women's U.S. team has won it the past two World Cups, but not this year. This is actually the first time that uh, the women is, have not made it to the semifinals. Every year, they'd either finish first, second, or third up until this year. And I might add that. Um, It was the first loss for the U.S. squad in the World Cup since 2011. 
Um, and they did enter this tournament, which is still going on, but they're done. They did enter this as the number one ranked team. All right. Well, who beat them? Sweden. And how did they do it? On penalty kicks. In fact, the uh, winning penalty kick, they have a, uh, in soccer, they have a very interesting uh, replay system. They actually have a microchip in the ball that knows exactly where it is at all times. Kind of like tennis, where when they review things, they can sit there and they can see for certainty, okay, this is where the ball is. Uh, And so the U.S. actually saved it, but it kind of went up in the air and the keeper had to save it again. And as she went to save it again, the ball went maybe a a millimeter, if if not less, over the goal line. And it was enough to where it counted as a goal for Sweden, and that was the end. Well, uh, mercy. During my 14 years of coaching soccer at Athens High School, uh, we didn't have a ball that had a sensor inside it, okay? Uh... (laughs) okay well at this level of course if there's such a thing it probably makes sense anyway the deciding point came when the Swedish forward Lisa Hertig drilled a penalty kick that U.S. goalkeeper Elisa Nair appeared to save but when replayed showed it went just over the line and this sensor Uh, was the principal indicator of that. They go on, the United States had a number of chances to either score or close the game out, missing two shots in the first penalty round, while putting 22 shots on goal compared to only nine from Sweden during the regular game time. The final shot was confirmed by the new ball tracking technology that Carl just mentioned to us. And by the way, I'll also add that that new technology, the sensor within the ball, uh, was implemented in the World's World Cup for the first time this go-around. So, Sweden... uh, The U.S. is done, but Sweden now moves on to face Japan, who is riding a four-game winning streak after beating Norway 3-1 in the first stage of the knockout round. I saw this on the news this morning, postpartum depression pill. The FDA, Food and Drug Administration, approved the world's first pill designed to treat postpartum depression, a development expected to ease treatment for a condition affecting roughly a half a million women just in our nation alone each year. The drug requires approval from the Drug Enforcement Administration here in our nation. That is expected within 90 days. Let's see if I can pronounce this. The pill, which will be marketed as Zorzuve, 
Z-U-R-Z-U-V-A-E. Okay. Zerzuve. It consists of a synthetic version of a brain steroid that regulates stress. A recent study showed the treatment, which is designed to be taken once daily for two weeks, reduced symptoms by 55%. That compared to 40% among a placebo group. And let's see, a little bit more on this. Moderate to severe postpartum depression, PPD, afflicts one in eight pregnant women with symptoms including sustained periods of sadness, insomnia, fatigue, and, and more. Serious cases have resulted in the mother physically harming herself or even the newborn. They go on, researchers claim one in four U.S. maternal deaths, a rate that has increased in recent years, result from such mental health issues. All right, PPD. Well, let's, uh, let's see what the, um, the government has to say about it. Pakistan is experiencing some political turmoil. Its Prime Minister, Imran Khan, has now been sentenced to three years in prison over the weekend after being found guilty of corruption charges. They go on, the decision is the latest in intensifying political tensions ahead of general elections, which now um, will next be uh, scheduled and that will occur during the fall. Khan, who we also might remember from his being a cricket player, and in fact, he was a good one. He entered the political arena back in 2018, but almost immediately faced criticism over alleged corruption and economic issues plaguing that country, Pakistan. Opposition to him culminated in a 2022 no-confidence vote, during which Khan um, dissolved parliament in an ultimately failed bid to hold on to power. Well, um, uh, let me add that no prime minister, we're talking about Pakistan now, no prime minister has ever completed a full five-year term in the country's 75-year modern history. That's pretty remarkable. Anyway, Khan remains popular, with a poll finding more than 60% of the population had a positive opinion of his leadership. Well, this sentencing comes a week after a deadly bombing during a political rally in the northern part of that country, again, we're talking about Pakistan, which left more than 60 people dead, this bombing. Reports suggest the attack was part of an ongoing power struggle between ISIS and Taliban affiliate groups in that region. Um, oh. Okay. 
As, as you may be aware, um, our on-air signals are, um, um, were clobbered pretty badly by the storm that occurred, what, in the 5 o'clock this morning hour? Uh, there's electrical issues, which means American Electric Power. And uh, there's also uh, some minor damage as lightning strikes hit our towers. <coughs> so, um, this show is um, live on the stream. And maybe they've got us back on. I'm not really sure uh, at this moment having not had the chance to talk to um, the engineers that are working here on that um, those issues. Well, anyway, we'll just keep going. And then, of course, uh, this show will be um, recorded and put on our podcasting, right? All right. Let's see here. Okay. Uh, let's turn to sports. Now, that's not Carl's strongest topic, but um, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, he's smiling. He just oh, yeah. got back in the studio here. Um, sports. And uh, here at the station, we're very proud of all the sports stuff we do. And Carl's kind of at the top of all of that. All right. So, Simone Biles, right? You going to take it or me? She um, is an Olympic gymnast. We've watched her for quite some time. Um, she went, um, I guess it was the Tokyo Olympics a couple years ago. At the end of that, she said, um, I'm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, and she said she was just tired. And uh, the mental stress and everything. And man, she was good. Well, as time went by, she got uh, more confidence. She got to feeling better. Um, she probably got some counseling. And out of all of that, she reopened her career as a gymnast. So, um, the U.S. Classic was held. And um, this was her first competition in two years. And she came in, and there were some people scratching their heads. Could she be as good as she used to be? Well, she was. And out of that now, um, next month, the U.S. Um, championships are um, scheduled to take place. I think it's uh, August 24th through 27th, something like that. But did you watch any of it? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I was impressed. I was impressed. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but... The answer is you didn't get there. All right. But you were probably doing sports for us during the same time, right? Something like that or, or watching uh, probably Reds baseball. Yeah. Wow. That's a story. 
Why don't you share it with our audience, the Reds? Uh, they're struggling a bit. They've, oh, my. Uh, That's yeah. to be said, yes. They, uh, they've lost six straight games. They had a rookie pitcher who I think it was the first time in the uh, since they started keeping track of pitches, uh, the Elias Sports Bureau, since 1999, yeah. that a pitcher had given up back-to-back home runs on his first two pitches in the major league. That's the state of the Reds right now. My, oh, my. You know, I worked for the Reds at one point in my life, and uh, Jim Winters and all that, and Marty and Joe, and, you know, um, wow. All right, well, so you were watching the Reds instead of the Olympic, uh, former Olympic champion. All right, let's see here. All this Barbie thing. Holy cow. I have admitted to our audience that I'm not one who is drawn to movies like I used to be. In fact, I haven't attended a movie probably in a year or two. I used to hit them all. But for some weird reason, this Barbie movie caught my eye. And so it's been on my to-do list. Um, well, they say that movie now has hauled in 53 million bucks. And it says to top U.S. domestic box office for the third consecutive week. Uh, Barbie, Barbie has now surpassed $1 billion at the global box office. Before the show started, Carl, we were talking about this just a bit. Mm-hmm. You have seen it, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and what was your impression? It you was, saw it part of a doubleheader. Yeah, I saw it as the double feature with uh, between... Uh, Oppenheimer, which I'm surprised you haven't seen. You seem like somebody who would be. I've heard about it, and I, I, it's too on my list. Just, I like funny, weird stuff. With Barbie, you'll get that. Uh, with Barbie, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's kind of in the same vein as the Lego Movie, where you know it is just a promotional thing. I, I think more, more PR than uh, Lego Movie. Lego was just kind of trying to sell you the product. Yeah. Uh, the Barbie movie, I think, is more trying to sell you the idea that, uh, you know, we're sorry that Barbie kind of has messed up a little bit of the American psyche around the product. And so they're sitting there going like, hey, we're aware of it. And, you know, this is how we're trying to fix it. It's 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 beautiful PR is what it is. I mean, it, it is. Uh, but is it, it entertaining? It, it is entertaining. It's got a lot of... Uh, it's got quite a lot of humor. The music track is really good. I mean, I've, I think I've heard it everywhere. I'm pretty sure that the, uh, I think almost the entire soundtrack was on the top 100 charts. Wow. It was, I mean, it was a lot. Even got uh, uh, some Matchbox 20. They had the Matchbox Sunny, uh, 20 song Push that got into the top 100 again because of that song, uh, because of that movie. But 
Um, it, it, it's it's solid. It's got some really good messaging, but I, I could definitely see through it and kind of go and yeah, I honestly applaud the really ingenious PR tactics uh, going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to be entertained, and I think that would occur. Um, I there certainly are people who say, well, yeah, but this is really all about this or that, and that there is some other subversive or whatever purpose. I just like to laugh, you know? But anyway, let's see here. Did you hear about this? They're calling it a cyber attack. FBI is involved with it. That um, somehow or other zeroed in on on 16 different hospitals in our nation as well as 166 outpatient clinics this happened last week and um, you know I, I don't know what this is all about I don't like people knowing my health stuff even though I don't really think I have anything to be ashamed of or anything but Still, it's it's personal information. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Why would someone need to know that unless they were trying to impose on, um, well, the, the most, you know, I have to figure it's money. So can they somehow or other zero in on insurance or, you know, the ways you pay your bills and stuff like that? Well, at this point, the FBI has not publicly identified this cyber attack, but they're working on it with a lot of um, impetus, right? All right, now let's see here. Another story, this in the science and technology category. By the way, it's um, almost 9.43, in fact, right on that beep my human made beep okay scientists have found a link between immune cells and the gut and glaucoma they're talking about T cells T is in Tom T cells were reprogrammed in the gut to produce a protein that allowed them to access the retina and cause nerve damage. Hmm. That's all I've got on it, but that's kind of concerning. Okay, um, now we were talking about fossils a few minutes ago. And um, that that one man who was famous for working with them. Mm-hmm. Here's another story, and this is a current story. It says, fossil remains uncovered in China. That suggests the possibility of a previously unknown ancient human ancestor. (laughs) Potentially a hybrid of Homo erectus and a yet-to-be-determined species. Whoa. That's interesting. It's heavy duty. 
Now, you know, we have family trees. But in terms of species, I was unaware that you can search on the Internet and find the human family tree as categories of humans, right? Yeah. And so maybe this afternoon, if I get a moment, I'm going to look into this. All right. Let's see here. Um, Nicola. Nicola? Anyway, they, they make what? Electric trucks, right? I think so. Um, I may have that wrong. Anyway, there's a company and um, that makes electric trucks, and uh, for some reason or other recently, they're the value of their shares, their stock, right, has fallen 26%. That's a bit surprising to me. Okay. Um, oh. Another story about Pakistan. 30 people killed and at least 100 others injured after a passenger train derails in southern Pakistan. That happened yesterday. In fact, as we talk, the rescue is still ongoing, and the exact cause of the crash is still unclear. In Morocco, a different event, this is where 24 riders were killed after a bus overturns on a curve and it crashes into um, in central Morocco. That also occurred yesterday. I saw a program, I think it was on the morning news this morning, where in many communities, and we're talking about right here in the U.S., um, trains um, come to a halt, and yet students have to get to their schools, youngsters, and they're crawling under trains and over the hitches, and, and of course this is a concern, because what if the train starts moving again? But as I understand them explaining the story, you know, the railroads, they can often stop and they don't have to say why. I, I do know that I think it is Ohio law because uh, in my hometown, we have a railroad crossing right through the middle of town. And to and my understanding... Do you mind telling me what city we're talking Edgerton, about? Edgerton. Edgerton, Ohio, all the way up in northwest Ohio. It's on the... Uh, it's on the New York to Chicago line for Norfolk okay. Southern. Okay. And so very, very busy. And if they stop at a crossing and it's covering a crossing, you, you, there's a hotline you can call for uh, to the state government, and they can fine the uh, railroad company for blocking the crossing, uh, especially if it's a state highway. Now, is, obviously— Is that unique to Ohio? I'm not sure if it's unique to Ohio. I, I just know that pretty much— 
any single time that there is a train stopped uh, in the middle of our town, which happens a decent amount. There's a few switches right near the uh, right near the town. They'll put that hotline out in the Facebook groups and everything. And you know, when people complain about it, they'll say, "Hey, call call this call this number." And, you know, it'll alert the uh, uh, proper authorities about this. And so they can kind of take care of it. Because it, it, I've never heard of anybody trying to crawl um, through the train to get to school. Oh, I, I think we're smart enough to do that. It's smart enough not to do that, at least in uh, the town I was at. But no. This showed lots of videos of children um, having to pass through where a train was parked. Um, on their way to school. And in some cases, there were parents watching, and in others, not. Weird. And scary. Well, um, now, I don't recall in the story that I watched what state they were, they were showing, but I do think it was the train that travels New York-Chicago. Oh, well, it's alarming. Um, let's see. Let's, let's just do some headline stuff. Uh, there's a story that has come out saying that older Americans are increasingly living solo. Okay. There's another story out saying that twins are on the decline here in our nation. So the frequency of a mother delivering twins is declining. Um, Taylor Swift is in the news, mostly because, you know, her career has been going on for a while and it remains strong. They're calling it unstoppable momentum. Um, mobile devices, our cell phones particularly, right? I, um, I get teased, most people do, I think, about how much they use their cell phones. And uh, so there's an article that has recently been published, and again, I think it is on, in the New York Times. Um, remembering trips before you had cell phones and um we 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 had a few of those i i i remember a few of those i didn't get a cell phone until like uh that was about 16 or 17 so there was quite a few road trips we went on and what we ended up happening is my mom would get like book on cds or book on uh, cassettes and we ended up listening to them and uh, some of them were very good. Uh, I remember quite a few Richard Peck novels that I enjoyed um, listening to. But really, it all depended on how well they were narrated. If it was just one guy, monotone, talking, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it was awful. But, you know, if, if they made it a little bit more of a stage play, or at least the guy sat there and did different voices, so he would sit there and talk like this. Then he talked like this for another character. He had voices for each of the characters. Made it a lot easier to listen to, but uh, it was, nah, I didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> I'd much rather have my cell phone play solitaire uh, on these road trips if I'm not the one driving. 
Well, uh, I find myself glancing at something, so then I might Google it, right, to try to figure out what I just saw. Or, um, you know, you had a paper map, and you followed the road. But, you know, with your cell phone, you can Google a map, and it's showing where you are, but it can also show you other things nearby. And if they intrigue you, you can alter your course and go see them. Um, well, you folks do it too, I'm sure. But um, golly, you know, one of my most interesting summers was in Ecuador. And um, if I had had a cell phone then, it, it would have been, I mean, it was really cool. And I was proud of what I was doing, but I bet I could have been at another level yet were the technology available to me back then. All right, let's see here. Uh, someone has ranked the 30 greatest movie monsters. I guess that's important. Not to me, though. Um... Mojave Desert, I guess you've heard about the fires out there. Yeah. And, um, of course, the Canadian wildfires. Why can't we get a handle on this stuff? I, I think the big thing with the Canadian wildfires was just uh, the Canadians kind of ignored it for about the first month. I remember seeing some things on TikTok about yeah. uh, how, like, Canadian farmers, they had to make fire breaks themselves. And they had a lot, you know, they're pretty much doing everything they could themselves, having to take excavators out, try to get the fire breaks to where they could stop the fires. I mean, the, the, the government ignored them for about the first month, and now they're kind of paying the price for it because the entirety of uh, Canada is about burden. Well, um, let's see here. Some other headlines. We have about uh, four and a half minutes remaining. Um, let's see. Anguish in Camelot. What are they talking about? The Kennedy campaign royals storied political family. We're talking about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his presidential bid. And it has tested the bonds of an iconic Democratic clan that does not want him to run and does know, does not know what to do about it. Interesting. Former President Trump, another item, says calls for a judge's recusal as his lawyer deems effort to overturn election aspirational. Former president spent the weekend on the attack on Truth Social while his lawyer, John F. Laro, ran through a gauntlet of interviews Sunday morning. Vladimir Putin wants to lead Russians into a civilization conflict with the West far larger than the Ukraine. The question is, will they follow him? 
I think we've already seen that with the Wagner group, and they were kind of they were kind of over it a little bit. It seemed like because I think they were supposed to attack Ukraine, and they just kind of turned around and went back to the capital. Here's a weird story. It says eight months pregnant and arrested after false facial recognition match. Okay. Uh, the woman is Portia Woodruff. She thought the police who showed up her at her door to arrest her for carjacking were joking. She is the first woman known to be wrongfully accused as a result of facial recognition technology. Uh, okay, is this part of AI and all of that stuff? Uh, they've had facial recognition for a while. I think it was part of the Patriot Act. Because I remember, I remember there was quite a few things with facial recognition to where I know China's been doing a lot with it. And I, I think America started to do a little bit with it. I remember there was some things with facial recognition to like keep people who were like banned from stadiums out of the stadium. Uh, but it, it's just, just weird. I'm not a big fan of it. Well, how, how often do you think um, you and I go somewhere and they have facial recognition? Around here, I, I don't think very many places would. Okay. Well, it's weird, and I don't really understand it, but that's not my thing, right? You want to talk about broadcasting? I think I can share in that, but facial recognition, I just don't understand, but I'd like to. All right. Uh, here's a story about a California judge who is arrested in connection with killing his wife. Judge Jeffrey Ferguson. Orange County Superior Court was found fatally shot inside, uh, I'm sorry, the wife, his wife, was found fatally shot inside their Anaheim home on Thursday. And he is the principal suspect. Folks, we are nearly out of time. Um, we're just a few seconds away from the 10 o'clock hour. Please be careful out there. Be safe, all that sort of thing. Enjoy your Monday. And remember, tomorrow we'll be talking about the Athens County Sponsor Circle. George Wood will be our guest. On uh, Wednesday, we'll talk about Passion Works. Boy, what a neat program that is. And Patty Mitchell, its founder, as I recall, will be our guest. And then Jessica Sider will be with us on um, on uh, Thursday, and she heads up now the Southeast Ohio History Center. Carl, have a great day, mm -hmm. and folks, tune in for your sports later today, okay? We're out of time. Bye-bye. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.3 FM.